Hi, I'm Ashley Stamatinos, five-time number one best-selling author and your host to The Rewire Show, where I'll be interviewing some of the best minds about how to rewire your sensitivities into your greatest strengths. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star review, comment, and share with your friends. And please remember to visit ashleystamatinos.com for additional resources designed specifically with you in mind to strengthen your transformational journey. Thank you for spending time with me today. Now let's get to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Rewire Show. Thank you so much for joining us. I am here with Hannah Brooks. I'm so excited. Welcome, Hannah. Thank you, Ashley. I'm super excited to be here with you. Oh, this is such a treat for all of you. A lot of you probably already know about Hannah. She has made her way out into the interwebs. I have found her all over the internet, and that was it was easy to find her. Um, but for those of you who do not yet know Hannah, let me introduce her to you. Hannah Brooks is a relationship coach and sensitivity expert for smart, sensitive, caring women who want a more fulfilling and loving relationship but find themselves easily upset and irritated with their significant other. I'm sure none of you can relate. Um, <laughs> they're tired of feeling resentful, frustrated, disconnected, and lonely in their relationships, but they're not sure how to make things better. She helps them reconnect with their partner and create an intimate, supportive, and peaceful relationship that they want, one where they feel at ease, appreciated, and on the same team as their partner, no matter what. She's also a writer who's been featured on Elephant Journal, Tiny Buddha, Introvert Deer, and Divorced Mom. So without further ado, let me inter introduce you again to Hannah. Thank you, thank you. So um, we, we started chatting just a little bit before this, and we were like, we got to start recording right away because this is such a big topic. We're so excited to talk about relationships with highly sensitive people. And um, I know that a lot of the viewers, a lot of the people who are either listening or watching right now have a lot of questions about being in a relationship because, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to have you be the expert here and talk about it, but a lot of them... You know, just as I suggested within your bio, a lot of them do struggle and have some challenges. And so um, we're going to get into all of, all of the, the goods in a couple minutes. But before that, I would love if you could sort of start from the beginning and tell me a little bit about you and the journey that led you to starting your business and doing this. Yeah, well, it's been a long journey <laughs> with lots Understandable. of little pathways that I've wandered off. Um, yeah. But it definitely starts way back when I was a kid. I, uh, I, I, my, my parents got divorced when I was five months old. Okay. And, um, and even, you know, it was messy before that <laughs> while I was in the womb. And, uh, and so, and then my dad was married multiple times as I was growing up, married and divorced. And my mother remarried and is, uh, has been married now for 40, almost 40 years. Um, and, but both, both sets of parents had, you know, a lot of, I got to witness from the inside the difficulties, right? And they were very different difficulties. <clears throat> To, to a certain degree, like, you know, my dad cycled through women <laughs> and okay. suck it out. Yeah. Um, and, 
And I, you know, as a little child, I just, I remember being really aware of like feeling them really like in myself, like feeling their challenges inside me, right? Like like feeling the tension and feeling the discomfort and also seeing how it could be different between them, especially my dad. Like I could see where he was going wrong, even as a little kid. Yeah, absolutely. And that was so sort of fascinating. I always kind of wanted to be like, I wanted to step in and mediate, you know, <laughs> that was my instinct. Oh, wow. I don't, and I also kind of understood it wasn't my role, but, yeah. but um, I could just see how they could love each other. They could stop fighting all the time, you know? Yeah. Um, and anyway, so that's way back in the beginning. <laughs> um, <laughs> but and somewhere along the line through my life, maybe sometime in high school or college, I just got this really strong sense that my purpose was to help people feel connected. And that was kind of how the message came to me. Like I just knew in some form or another, I was meant to help people feel more connection in some way. Um, kind of a vague, a vague thing. And uh, so, so as I you know, went through college and, and my I got really interested in, um, in, I actually went to massage school right out of college and, and, uh, was really, really fascinated by the mind and body connection. And so that my career world kind of, it was a winding path (laughs) for sure. And I, um, I ended up studying yoga for emotional well-being, So emotional balance and, um, and just getting really interested in that psychosynthesis, which is a kind of psych- psychotherapy kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did. A, I spent a lot of time studying all of these things, um, and eventually it led me to life coaching. Ah, I wanted that piece of like, how do I? I know all this amazing stuff, but like, how do I really work one on one with people? Because that was my passion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that really was amazing and wonderful. So that's my career world and how that kind of tied in and I'll get to the last little piece in a second, but then there was my marriage, yeah. <laughs> my first marriage. Uh-huh. And, and um, we were together since we were 21. We were together for 14 years and um, we had two kids and we were kind of young and idealistic and um, we, we really struggled, especially because when, once we dug into having children together and mm-hmm. building a home, which we did like, practically by hand we were like hardcore idealists like actually yeah. building the house yeah. Well, oh, wow. yeah we were really interested in natural building and um like straw bale mm-hmm. and so we moved off grid and and just did this whole kind of crazy <laughs> building of our homestead kind of and yeah while we were raising these little kids and both trying to build our own little businesses and me trying to figure out what it was that I was doing and wow it was exciting and wonderful and so hard. Sure, I can imagine. Somewhere in that, after that all, I realized that, like, really got that I'm a highly sensitive person and, and that he is too. And we didn't know that. Like, okay. we already knew what it was. I sort of had read about it in college and not really gotten it or really believed that it was a true thing. Or, um, Yeah. And I've so, heard that from a lot of people. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> things out there so many categories and ourselves but um so it's easy to go off right 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 and and um so I mean I think ultimately that yeah 
anyway, a lot of stuff happened there and, and mostly it was just feeling overwhelmed constantly and exhausted yeah. and not, not, not understanding that our relationship was important. <laughs> and, like, right. and both of you were overwhelmed constantly or you? Yeah. Yeah. That makes total sense. Yeah. And, and so eventually we, we got divorced, but it was, it was in that time frame, And then for the many years afterwards that I, cause my life coaching training happened right at the end, like right while we were going through our divorce. Sure. And so I got all these amazing tools sort of after we said goodbye. Fascinating. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So at a certain point, I just realized like, oh my gosh, that my purpose here is to help people feel connected. I remembered that. And I'm like, yeah. you know, I went through this really challenging experience with this divorce and we came out it like he and I are such good friends still, which I, people kept commenting as that's so amazing. Like, how yeah. did you, how did you stay such amazing friends with this person that you went through a divorce with? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I found this other amazing new relationship and, um, and that I felt like everything that I learned from that last relationship, I was able to apply really well in this new relationship and and then I just realized like this is what I'm meant to do I'm meant to help people navigate and learn the skills and 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 reinvigorate their committed relationships yeah. That's so amazing. that was a little bit of a long story but <laughs> no it's great I love long stories it works for me I like details I'm a details person so and it sounds like you um you found a new relationship pretty soon afterward it was. It was pretty soon afterwards. And, and I, I only asked that because it seems so synchronistic. It's kind of like very in flow. It felt kind of crazy. You uh-huh. know? And I was like, maybe I shouldn't dive into a new relationship so soon, you know, because everybody says that. Yeah. But um, I had been, it had been a long dissolving of our, of our marriage. I see. Sure, sure. And I, I was actually like consciously calling in a person. Like I was, I was ready. Yeah, that totally makes sense. So, okay, so you had um, a marriage and you had two children, have your children, um, but now you're on to another marriage. And I know that, you know, from you and I speaking before and from me looking at your social media, there it looks like there's so much beauty and so much love and so much connection. And I'm wondering, you know, what's sort of different now or or what are you doing differently now what do you attribute the big difference to um in how you have a healthy you know well-functioning relationship now versus before yeah (laughs) it's a good question i um i mean there's many things but i think uh the biggest thing has really been understanding that i am highly sensitive yeah and and taking responsibility for that like, like, like really getting that that means that for me, I need certain things that I wasn't giving myself in the other relationship. Ah. And so that's, that's been huge. And it's a challenge. It's a challenge to create that for myself, that time that I need for me and like that restoration that I need. Um, but, but I make it happen. And the interesting thing that the, what the thing that's, I think that's so fascinating is that the circumstances are not very different in my two marriages. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, like now we have three kids, right? And we, and my, my husband and I now have another little boy. They're all boys. And, yeah. uh, and we built a house together. Like while oh, we had Oh my goodness. <laughs> and I was sort of like, am I crazy to do this again? 
I want to redo. I can do it differently. Uh, yeah, exactly. It was like, I am going to redo this and it's going to be awesome this time. It is not going to be what it was. And there's going to be these ways that I'm going to make it different. And, yeah. and so the, the main two things that really stand out to me are I've gotten how much I need to take care of me. Yeah. And not get depleted because I'm no good when I'm depleted. I will tell you. <laughs> and okay. and um, and that my husband and I now are so good about taking taking time to ourselves. You know, like it's not always easy to make happen, and it doesn't happen as much as I wish it could. Right. Because we have all these little kids. And <laughs> but it's just I put it. I, we put it first. So what does the conversation look like for, for some of the viewers who are, or, um, you know, the listeners who are, uh, you know, here with us right now, what, what is that like having that conversation? You know, I need more restoration that I'm getting, or just so you know, going into this relationship, I need a lot of restoration. I need a lot of alone time. Like, like what does that conversation look like? Can you give us any pointers so that we can have a healthy communication or connection with explaining ourselves? Yeah. Yeah. I think the biggest, I mean, you'll probably hear me say this a couple of times, but the, the first thing is getting okay with it inside yourself. Like you're not going to be able to say it in a nice way. That's easy for the other person to hear without feeling good about it yourself, or at least feeling, feeling like you kind of have a right to it. Like that it's important, like understanding how important it is. If you can yeah. it inside yourself, it's going to be much more genuine way and kind way that you ask for it <laughs> yeah um totally and, yeah and I think that makes all the difference and you know and you'll, you'll probably hear me say this a bunch of times but communication is tricky and it, you know we oftentimes end up trying to get things that we want by complaining or demanding <laughs> right. or you know just accusing someone of not giving it to us even though we haven't asked for it <laughs> right sure yeah and so um so it is absolutely so important to be able to say it in a way in which that other person can kind of hear it. Yeah. And oftentimes that might mean really you know, say, I, I, you know, I, this is important to me. Are you okay with this? Like, how do you feel? Yeah. Or like, Hey, would you be willing if willing to take care of the boys while I go take a couple hours? Myself? Yeah. Absolutely. So those are some, just, little communication tips but I actually think the easiest way and the way that I've that the way that I've really dealt with this mm-hmm. is actually kind of scheduling things oh yeah I do <laughs> you don't have to have the conversation all the time like 20 yeah. times a week right and you, you might have it a few times a week but like right you have a bigger conversation and say like hey like and in fact this is my next move like hey I'm really like going for like a month without having a day fully to myself is really getting challenging for me. (laughs) I'm kind of having a hard time right now. And how about if we try to make these, you know, why why don't we schedule in one day a week where I can have some time to myself? Love that. Love that. And it's for the next three months. (laughs) It's actually required for us. I mean, this is not us thinking like, or, or, you know, expecting, um, you know, this like fluff extra time. I think a lot of highly sensitive people don't recognize how essential this time is. Like really it needs to be woven into our normal routine. And I am so glad that you're bringing this up because it is essential for the relationship to continue to be healthy too. Right. 
Yeah. So key. In fact, it's like the yeah. number one, like, well, there's like a top three things that are essential yeah. <laughs> for highly sensitive people. It's, it's like breathing air. It's like eating food, <laughs> yeah. being quiet time or whatever it is that you yeah. love that re rejuvenates you. Yes. I totally agree. Okay. So I'll ask you this question then. So how do you approach, I'm not sure if I'm asking this directly to you or if I'm asking you to give suggestions for them. So you, you kind of take it how you please, but how do you approach, um, or what is your approach to love and relationships and how is it different now that, um, you, you're a healthy, highly sensitive person in a relationship. So how is the approach different now or or how can you give them any tips to approach love in a healthy way? I mean, we've kind of talked about it a little bit, but what do you want to say about that? Um, that's it, right? That's a, that's a giant, giant thing, but I guess, um, <laughs> and I know we'll get more into this. I know as we go through this, this talk, we'll, we'll, we'll find, we'll find little nuggets there, but, um, how, like one of the biggest difference is now that I get that I'm a highly sensitive person like it's, it's kind of just what I said it's like really taking ownership for my role in the relationship mm -hmm. and my my well-being my emotional mental <laughs> physical well-being mm -hmm. um and and really getting that it's not selfish I agree so <laughs> much and I hope you all heard that can you just say that one more time because I think that that's like it's said to me over and over and over again, people feel selfish that if, if they're uncomfortable, they make themselves more uncomfortable to make others uncomfortable. Right. I mean, okay. So just <laughs> say it again, because I feel like everyone really needs to hear this. It's not selfish. Yes. Yes. To take really good care of yourself. It's not selfish. It's essential. And it's, it's kinder to everyone around you too. It's a gift to the people who you you spend your time with to take care of you. <laughs> And I totally know what it's like to not take care of me and to watch the really bad effects that it has on the people around me. My husband, my first husband, and sometimes my, my, my new wonderful husband. Like sometimes it still happens where I, I get off, off track and I forget to take care of me and it shows right up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And so are you saying you can just get right back on track if you get off track? I, I know how. Okay. I absolutely know how. And Sometimes it's a lot easier than other times, right? Depending okay. what's going on. Like, but yes, I make it like the baseline, the go-to. Like, okay, I see I'm getting a little funny here. <laughs> I need to carve out the time. Yeah. And I make it happen. And, and sometimes it's not as much as I wish it was. And sometimes it's, it's more than enough. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I don't even think that I got as much as I wanted before I had kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And now it's a little different. It's definitely harder with children. So I hear you. I agree. And, you know, it's so essential. And I see, you know, I see my disposition. It, it is reflected in my child. Like when he is off, I always know I need to work on me. Um, and it makes, it makes it better for him right away. Yeah. Yeah. It is not selfish. It is such a gift to those around you. I'm glad that you said that because I feel so in alignment with that. And I so, so deeply agree with you. And I am going to put it in a quote underneath this video so everyone can re-receive that information. So I always really love to give 
um, some tools or strategies. So what is your favorite tool or strategy that you can share with us that will help the listeners that are struggling to be understood in relationships maybe? Hmm. Okay. So (laughs) I love that. And I love it. I think it's so interesting because we do, we do say we want to be understood, right? And that's really common. Like I feel misunderstood or I feel like he doesn't understand me. And, um, and that's like, it's a kind of a broad concept, but I think when we say that, (laughs) what we're actually saying is, is, I really want to feel heard. I really want to feel accepted. I really want to feel acknowledged. I really want to feel seen or um, even connected. Because the reality is like, there's even, even if our partner is highly sensitive, it doesn't mean that they can walk in our shoes, right? Like there's no way that they can feel a hundred percent and experience hundred percent of what we experience. So understood it's a little bit tricky. You might never fully understand another person. Ooh, yeah. But we can absolutely feel acknowledged. We can absolutely feel, you know, accepted. Yeah. So, so I think a practical tip around that is when we're feeling like that, like they don't understand is actually to sort of do the counterintuitive thing mm-hmm. and what I do what I call a 180. So okay. like boop, flip back and turn the attention at, back to yourself and be like, okay. well, what is it that I actually want? Like, what do I actually want to feel? Yeah. What do I want to experience? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so if I want to feel, what I really want is to feel you know, loved. What I really want is to feel acknowledged. Yes. And, and then you'll be clear on how to go get it, (laughs) you know, um, for example, uh, if I, like, sometimes I can give that to myself, which kind of sounds a little weird, but (laughs) (laughs) oh, I want to feel accepted. I want to feel, you know, cared for that. I can do that. I can do that in the moment. And that will make me feel better that will make me feel even if it's just one degree mm-hmm. and then I can then go go share what I want or need with mm-hmm. with my partner yeah. and, and and in a way and this is so key in a way that they can hear right mm-hmm. in a way that they can understand mm-hmm. <laughs> in a way that they can receive absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely and I always do that within my relationship with my husband also I find that when I just like, this is just reiterating exactly what you said. When I'm feeling misunderstood, I will, you know, pause for a moment and ask myself, you know, what is it that I'm actually trying to get out of this? What is it that I want him to see? What is it that I'm actually asking of him? You know, what is it that I'm lacking here in this moment that I'm trying to get from him or from myself? And then I find what that is and I will lay it out simplistically, obviously, like, like, to the point where I'm like, this is so silly. Like, he doesn't need me to say it so simply, but he'll be like, oh, why didn't you say that? Like, because, you know, honestly, a lot of highly sensitive people are like mind readers. Exactly. And we're not always in a really, right. That's it. <laughs> we think they are because we are, but they're not. Exactly. I just assume he gets it. Like a, like a look to the side. Like he knows everything that just went on in my head, right? I mean, I know when he does that. 
<laughs> he does it. So I need to like fully explain it. This is what was going through my head. This is why I said this. This is what I wanted you to say, but you did it. And I wished you would have. And this is what I was looking for. And he'll be like, oh, I never would have guessed that. Yeah. And, and I think where some, so many of us go wrong, and certainly where I used to go wrong, and I can mm -hmm. still sometimes fall back into this, is, is instead of just like laying it all out, like you just said, in a kind yeah. of hopefully neutral way, and that's what I want to say, like an uncharged way, a way that they can right. see, like a way where they, their defenses don't go up, right? Yeah. We keep their defenses kind of, where they can feel safe. That's, what That's a really good point. Yeah. If we can say it in such a way, mm -hmm. it doesn't trigger them. Um, yeah. They're going to be able to hear it better. Uh, yeah. And, um, but what oftentimes happens, that's what I was going to say, is, is that we say it in a way <laughs> that they can't hear. We right. like kind of accuse or like, right. or like complain. That was one of my primary strategies. Like before I'd even ask, I'm like, you're not doing that. Like, you're not doing it. How come? You know, it's <laughs> like, I'm just like, hey, I'd love it if. Yeah. Or like, what I'd really like is. Right. right. <laughs> um, and it, it can come up in other ways too. Like, we can try to control how they behave. And, mm -hmm. but that's so that neutral, that neutral way of delivering it, or even sort of that open, vulnerable way, that authentic. Yeah. Way, Works so much better. You're gonna be way more likely to get what you want and to feel understood. If that's totally feel acknowledged and seen and loved. <laughs> yeah, and um, I I love what you're saying, and I feel so aligned with what you're saying. I totally totally agree with you. One of the things I teach my students a lot is when you say something to someone that they can't receive, like for instance, your spouse, right? You know, in an in an aggressive manner or something you think is simply just you saying it but it puts them on the defense they can't really receive it by the laws of the universe when you tell someone something they can't receive they will not only resist what you're saying but they'll almost try to prove you wrong in their head because that's the laws of the universe when you tell someone something that they can't receive so um one of the simplest ways that i always suggest is just in your head ask yourself if i say this can they receive it and just ask yourself in your head before you say it, and if you get a no, don't say it, or ask yourself, can I say this in a way that they can receive it? And maybe it's a softer way or a way that's more in their language, you know, whatever it is, you know, um, my husband and I are both like fast, intense people. <laughs> so we often just talk at that fast, intense pace, but not everybody's like that. So it's always, it's always very kind to ask first, like, if I say this, can they receive it? So I am... I'm so into what you're saying. I totally agree with you. And, I, and I'm so glad that you're out there sharing this because I think it's so helpful. And um, so I wonder also, I'm really curious because you have three boys. And so how, how does, how does that affect your relationship? You know, mom of three boys and being in a relationship. And yeah. yeah, it's, you know, it's definitely, it's so funny, Elaine Aaron. Who yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, she, we should talk about like, if you, she's like, only have one kid if you're a highly sensitive person, right? I'm like, <laughs> 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 that one. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, I mean, you know. Uh, totally. Great. boys, all totally high energy. It's a, it's intense for me. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the truth. I, I get overwhelmed by that, that energy around a lot. Yeah. And, um, and, and for us, you know, I think, 
I think really what it does is it motivates me to eat me even better at this yeah. <laughs> and even even better at, at, at making sure that my husband and I get alone time yeah and 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 again like to go back to what I was saying before about scheduling things I actually wrote an article on um an elephant on elephant in elephant journal cool. about scheduling it's scheduling your connection <laughs> and yeah. it sounds kind of funny but it's it absolutely works we like literally have have our week somewhat planned out like this like Wednesday night is our is our like connection night and where we where where the boys we make we make sure the boys are in bed on time on that night and they know like they don't linger around late that night and we just have our like little like you know chat and yeah little meditation or something together that we like to do um, so so yeah I mean it's a dance right but I think that that's been one of the huge keys for for having these three wonderful amazing loud chaotic boys <laughs> is just really making sure there's time for all of us together and then there's time where we're we're separate and you know I'm, I'm hearing in my head I've interviewed a lot of people over the years not just for the podcast but for telesummits and things that I've done and, and I've heard other people talk about how they schedule their lives in their business and then with their partners as well and my husband and I were constantly scheduling our lives together we have a joint you know online schedule and we send each other invitations and accept them and we, we have all these things scheduled as well and it really works well for us and we're quite connected and, and in synergy because of that. And the only reason I'm bringing it up is because over the years, some really successful people, my perception of success, I don't mean like making lots of money, although a lot of them do, successful, happy, healthy, well-balanced individuals that, that seem grounded, you know, that's my more success and joy, I have a passion about what they're doing. Those people are scheduling their lives and their relationships as well. And so I, I see, um, a theme. And I, I like it that you're bringing it up. And then the other thing I wanted to say is that for me, I, I'm not like a super spontaneous person, but I'm also not like a super rule-based person. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I think the, the thought of like scheduling your life seems very like monotonous and not fun, but I think it gives us more space to have fun when we do schedule time for fun. Do you agree? I absolutely do. Yeah. It's kind <laughs> of like, I like to think of the metaphor of like, like when we're a, a, a wonderful painter, mm -hmm. we have a white canvas that's in a square. It's in a yeah. box, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's already like a structured. Yeah. <laughs> and then we can get wild and crazy with that. Or like oh. a piano player needs to learn how to play like really um, like structured, right? You need to learn yeah. how to play and that mm -hmm. sort of feels confining but the way that you get to be an amazingly creative free-flowing player yeah. is by giving structure yes i yeah. love that that's so true that's those are great metaphors i'm totally <laughs> to remember those that's awesome and of course you can always throw throw a you know you can be spontaneous within throw a wild card in there sometimes you know and that feels even more wild <laughs> which i'm sure everyone here listening will <laughs> More rule breakers listening than rule followers, yeah. I think. Um, You're making your own rules, though. So. Right. Exactly. There you go. That's a good point. So, all right. So, so back to um, highly sensitive people in relationships. So, what are some of the main challenges that highly sensitive people face when they're in relationships? What are some of those common themes that you you see over and over again? Yeah. So, I mean, 
there's quite, there's a few biggies and there's a lot of different little ones that I'm not going to get too into. Yeah, that's okay. I'd love to hear the big ones. But, but one of the big ones is a sense of inadequacy or insufficiency. Really? Mm. Yeah, like, like, or an insufficiency or like yeah. low self-worth, right? And that's whether or not they've, we've gotten to the place where we really get, um, you know, because we felt, we felt different our whole lives. <laughs> and maybe we didn't know why. Yeah. And, and I think that that, that is, I find that that's the bottom of so many relationship issues. Like it doesn't look like it from the top, but when you dig, 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 like what's really going on here, it's like, I don't feel loved. Oh, wow, yeah. I don't feel lovable. Wow, yes. <laughs> wow. So how do you, I'm not, I want to ask you, how do you overcome that challenge? But that feels like a mega, mega, mega question. So what are some suggestions that you can give people who are not feeling loved or feel like they're not worthy of being loved or feeling inadequacy? Like the things that you're talking about, those big challenges that you're seeing so frequently, what do you say to those? Yeah, well. <laughs> a big question. No. It is a big question. But, but. <clears throat> so. And this kind of, this, this really, you know, self-doubt, low sense of self-worth, low confidence, it's all pretty much the same, right? Yeah. It's like completely different colors of the same yeah. thing. Um, so, <laughs> and it's, it's absolutely like, it's in my big, my main program that I offer, it's the, found, it's like the foundational first right. couple steps we work with, like right. self-love, right? Mm -hmm. And self-love. <laughs> so we can fill that, like that's mm -hmm. not someone else's job to fill that sense of unlovability in us. Oh. It's actually, right? Like it's actually really, it's not like it happened to us. It's not like we are good and there's nothing we can do about it, right? When we're, when we're kind of like believing that we're not good enough and lovable enough, that yeah. um, actually, <laughs> It's a practice that we can practice feeling good about ourselves. Yeah. And I think this might actually make a little bit more sense at the end after I've talked about a little, a little bit of the other things and I can give some sort of practical ways to how to, how to feel more confident and, and kind of how to, how to deal with that. What I like to call the wound of the heart. The wound of the heart. Okay. Which we all, most of all of us, have that at some deep level yeah but oh, like yeah it is deep work it's big stuff yeah <laughs> but I'd love to talk about like some practical ways to deal with it a little bit later if you're if you're okay with that here here okay cool we don't have too much more of this interview so you can okay. you can jump into it now if you want. <laughs> yeah let's, let's go uh, yeah. let's go there <laughs> um, so so for one thing I, I i like to tell people it's completely um totally human to mm -hmm. feel self-doubt and lack of self-worth. Mm -hmm. um, it's like in our DNA. I think it's actually part of our protection mechanism so that we could way back in the day, stay part of the tribe. Yeah. Like it, it pushed us to do better and kind of want to fit in more. And of course, if we didn't feel like we were fitting in, we would sort of feel bad about ourselves in order to then be motivated to fit back in. If that makes sense. Yeah. So uh, that's the one thing I like to tell people. It's like it's totally normal and human to sort of feel insufficient on one level. Okay. But we can we can counteract that. Okay. We can counteract that 
counteract that by by building self-belief okay <laughs> yeah and so we can consciously like one of the little practical tips that i love to have people do is actually mm -hmm. like um is build that part of our brain that mm -hmm. neuroplastic you know our, our yeah. brain the way it sees things so we start to look at what's good yeah. and I, I tell people to do this for their partners as well when they're finding their partner to be insufficient which is huge right <laughs> like they're not getting they're not doing a good enough job at this and um so literally taking out a pen and paper and writing down you know you, your goal can be 50 your goal could even be higher um and write down little tiny things that are wonderful about you or that are just good about you right okay. it could be as little as like i love the way my little pinky finger nail curls right or like <laughs> or like i love that i am so so wanting you know my kids to be happy or that i care so much about how people feel in the world right mm -hmm. you can come up with a wonderful list about yourself yeah. little things that you love and that um, will start to get your brain more oriented to what's good about you. Pointing yourself in that direction, yeah. And it's it, like I said, it's a practice. That's just one one little tool. But yeah. um, and I know it can feel like a stretch for people. I've definitely had people be like, "That's hard." Truly, <laughs> <laughs> because they don't believe in it much, you know. That and and I think that what I'm hearing you say is to really focus on things you really truly are grateful for that you really do love about yourself, you need to no matter how small. And, and you can start with, I like this about me. It doesn't have to be, I love this about me. I'm awesome, right? That's a good point. It can be like, because it does need to be believable. Like, yeah. you don't want to be like, I love how amazing I am at public speaking when I don't really feel that way. Right, 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 right. right. You want to say, yeah, like, mm, I love that I have good taste in clothes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm glad that you bring that up because... I do think a lot of people will look in the mirror and they're like, I love my body. I love my body, but they hate their body. And then what are you actually asking the universe for more of? You know, it's, oh, yeah. it's really the energy behind yeah. it. No? It's an energy thing, but it's also yeah. like, yeah, what you pay attention to increases. I love that. That's so and true. Literally it changes the neural structure of your brain when you start to pay attention to other things, you know, the good things. Absolutely. Absolutely. That sounds so helpful for relationships, especially as a highly sensitive person. And it's like, again, it's just reprogramming your brain, like you're saying. And, and there's a baseline, you know, you've got to start somewhere. So don't judge yourself for it being too small or insignificant. It's, we all had to start there. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. You'll be able to find bigger and bigger things. Mm -hmm. And that's true with our partner. Like I said, like we can kind of do the same thing. I think one thing that one of the problems, one of the challenges for highly sensitive people, another one is, when we get overstimulated, yeah, biggie, biggie, biggie. When we get overstimulated, it's a lot easier to see what's bad. So that I don't know if you know about the negativity bias of the brain. Yeah, but like it's easy to see what's wrong when we don't feel good. That's that's basically what it is. When we don't feel good, when we yeah, when we don't feel good, we see bad, we feel worse, and then we act bad. Yeah. Yeah, I like how you say that. I haven't heard it that like that, but that makes perfect sense. That's very like memorable. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh man, thank you for sharing all of that. I think that's really applicable, practical stuff that we can implement right now to really help our relationships at the most foundational element. And it will just trickle up to allowing your partner to see it in you and for you to feel better in your relationship. I can totally see how that's really helpful. So thank you for that. Yeah. So 
I know that um, you and I, before we started recording, you had mentioned that there might be something that you're excited that you're working on. So are you working on anything right now that you're really excited about? Well, it's interesting. It really ties into what we were just talking about. Yes. I mean, okay. I'm, I'm most best, my favorite thing is my baby, which is Unleash Your Love is my big program where we cool. really like, kind of a whole reboot. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's but, called Unleash Your Love. Unleash Your Love. Cool. Yeah. Um, but I've had just added a new little program. I've really just put the like icing on the cake <laughs> of that little, 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 it's a small little, little, uh, program and it's called calm your triggers for more, oh, peace, sure. more peace with your partner. Yeah. <laughs> and so triggers, right? We all have triggers and those triggers are really like, they, that's where we get kind of, we get triggered by something mm-hmm. and then we don't act so great. And then over time, that can really cause problems okay. in, in a, a committed relationship. Those can, can be really hard to maintain if things are always getting triggered. Yeah. It can really deteriorate. So, yeah. I just wonder, I wonder, some people might not know what a trigger is. Can you give us an example of a couple triggers just so that they know what to look for? So... Well, figuring out what's at the bottom of it is what is what I do. But a trigger, what I when I say a trigger, I think what I mean is like something that pushes our buttons. Like the reason we're our buttons are getting pushed. Yeah. <laughs> like the reason we react it, we get reactive or yeah. we react, you know, poorly to something our, our husband says, right? Yeah. Like we might get mad mm-hmm. and like say something, or we might get mad and we might shut down and kind of run off. Or we might he might say something in a tone of voice because we pick up on that so easily. Mm-hmm. That's sort of judgy and we get hurt totally and again we might lash out that might be that's one behavior mm-hmm. that gets triggered Love and we retaliate and say something mean or mm-hmm. <laughs> or another way that we get triggered is we shut down yeah and yeah. that's what i mean and what those actually are yeah where it ties back in is oftentimes that's that you're not even aware of like the sense of insufficiency or sense of unlovability mm-hmm. and we're trying to prove that to that person to our, our sweetie yeah that we're lovable like look at me i'm lovable <laughs> like believe it <laughs> lovable right <laughs> um, or like hey i'm so lovable <laughs> I love that you're offering that because I do find that so many of us are so easily triggered. And I, I even, you know, when, when my son, um, went into this new year of school, I was like asking his teachers, like, have I explained to you what his triggers are? Like, do you know? Because I think, you know, our children are also highly sensitive. I have a highly sensitive child. So, so clearly I need to like explain to the teachers, you know, he is a highly sensitive child and these are his triggers and these are the ways that you can calm them if that happens. And so, you know, sometimes it's like, it needs to be explained and to our partner as well. Like, again, if you're a person that's not yet in a relationship and you meet a new person, like maybe not initial contact, but eventually these are some of the things that might trigger you or trigger me, you know, with you. so great to be able to own that and then share that. Yeah. But I also think we need to be careful about expecting them to do what we want. Like, <laughs> Like, we don't want them to be someone who has to walk on eggshells around us. Yeah. yeah. You had said that right in the beginning, is to take yeah. responsibility. And that is, it's to take yeah. responsibility. And we can look at our triggers. Mm-hmm. The triggers that are there are not inevitable. Mm-hmm. We can make them go away. We can, like, calm them. That's why I come yeah. They might not always be there to some degree, but we can make them have such a less effect on ourselves mm-hmm. and on the relationship. Wow. That's a big conversation that we just opened up. That's really cool <laughs> that you have a program for that, certainly, because I think that... 
that's that's one element within what you do um, that a lot of people don't know there's so much information available. And I love how, now you didn't say it just like this, but in my head, I almost see it's like you are unpacking it and like getting down to it so that people can down and figuring out what's, what's really at the bottom of all this. Right. And then you can address that and the rest right. of the stuff just kind of like, it softens and kind of melts away and just isn't as much of a problem. Yeah. And then if you're triggered, you might not be as reactive until it's like you said softer 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 very cool very cool I totally yeah like you're able to interact in a way with mm -hmm. your husband or partner that again like mm -hmm. is a way that that person can really receive and, and actually like magnetizes them to you like oh like totally. this person totally. <laughs> isn't that amazing too that you know how to to that's a thing that we can do, magnetize it, be magnetic, you know? I mean, there's a science behind that. There's like information behind that to empower you to understand how to be that. That's so cool. All right, well, we're finishing up here. Obviously, you and I could talk for so long. Uh, one of the things I really love asking um, our experts who come on is, to all the listeners who are out there struggling with confidence, that are feeling down, um, can you just give them a word of encouragement? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So it's <laughs> like I said, it's so human, right? I just wanted to say that because when I learned that I was a highly sensitive person, just to understand that that's like the things that I have going on for me are normal made me feel so much better. It took a level of that angst about what happens in my life and inside of me yeah it made me feel better yes. so understanding that like having low confidence it's okay like it's normal it's okay especially yeah especially as a highly sensitive person and that you can build that you really can build that up in yourself and if you can't do it easily on your own you can borrow my belief nice. <laughs> Like I see, you know, it's I, like I go down the street and maybe as a highly sensitive person, this happens to you too. And other listeners can relate, but like, I can see the beauty of everybody's essence. Like you just, I can just see it. Like I look at a person, I'm like, oh, I can see that goodness, whether or not they're behaving well. Right. Right. <laughs> right. And so I see that, like, if you're feeling low confidence and I would actually see you, like I would see how wonderful you are. Yeah. <clears throat> and Amazing. that we're all just born like if you think of yourself as a little baby you are perfect and worthy and wonderful yes. and still that human being exactly the same human being with all that worthiness yeah connect with that <laughs> connect with that and like just take it in a little bit instead of just yeah. you know just let it sink in a little bit that I see I see that beauty that goodness and she sees that beauty in you yes i'm talking to you, <laughs> you. I'm talking to you don't think it's the person behind you or to the side <laughs> of you if you're listening this is for you <laughs> and then maybe rewind and listen again if you thought exactly. it was for the person next to you it couldn't apply to me oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well thank you so much can you please share with the listeners how they can stay in touch with you Yep, uh, you can absolutely go to my website. It's www.lifeisworthloving.com. So that's lifeisworthloving.com. Mm -hmm. 
and you'll find links there to other things. Um, I do have a free gift that I offer that actually really talks about, it's very similar to the misunderstanding thing that we were talking about, like how to, right. how to kind of take a look at what you really want and then how to kind of discuss that in a, in a good way with your partner. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's there and uh, you'll find my programs and everything and links to my Instagram. I think it's uh, Instagram's at Hannah Brooks Love Coach on Amazing. Instagram and on Facebook page, which I'm sure you can click, click to as well. So. And all of those links will be right below this video. So they'll be easily accessible for you to click on them and stay in touch with Hannah. And I hope you take the next steps with her and stay connected. And I hope that all of you will comment and like and share because we would both really love to hear from you. If you comment below, we'll both look at the comments and we'll both get back to you, right? Absolutely. Right, we, love we love it. People hearing questions. I love answering your questions. So yeah. Absolutely. Yay. Awesome. Well, we can't wait to hear from you. And thank you all so much for being here with us today. And a very special thank you to Hannah. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and being here. I loved having you. I love being here. It was my honor. Thank you so much, Ashley. All right, everyone. We will see you on the next video. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Rewire Show. Wondering if you are a highly sensitive person or an empath? Head over to ashleystamatinos.com to take the free quiz. While you're there, you can join in on the conversation with other like-minded people and discover fantastic free bonus content to support you on your transformational journey to rewire your sensitivities into strengths. See you on the next episode.